We are set up for a very big foreign diplomacy showdown. The White House says if the money dries up for Ukraine by the end of the year, all hope is lost on the Eastern Front. Meanwhile, House Republicans and Senate Republicans say we're not sending a dime anywhere until the border here is corrected. We'll break down what's going on there. Joe Biden in a private fundraiser in Hollywood said that, well, you know, I might not be running for president if someone else isn't running. That's an interesting thing to say. When you're the president, Target doubles down on their pride by pushing gay Christmas across their stores nationwide. And Gavin Newsom cancels the in-person tree lighting in California due to, well, tension that could arise from it. All of it today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. A lot to get to. Welcome in. I'll hit it off the top. Today is Wednesday, December 6th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Ding. Justin Hall, Mitch Prots are here with you on a beautiful Wednesday in the Palmetto State. Our Christmas tree's up already at the State House. Looks beautiful at night when it's lit up and you got the wreaths everywhere. It's a little shorter this year. It's a little shorter this year, but I think that works. A little shorter, a little more full. They did not have to put the tiny little trees around to make it fluffier. I looked for that. And I do find it ironic that our Christmas tree in South Carolina comes from North Carolina, but... Well, That's there aren't many. The there aren't many big, big massive, like that huge yet. Christmas tree I imagine tree that, him, that Governor McMaster is a lot like Clark Griswold going we to look stole for that it from tree, the north. right? Just going over there and just hacksawing one down, <laughs> sneaking it across the border. Yeah, throws it on the flatbed himself. Gavin Newsom's canceling their in-person tree lighting. He's going to do it virtually. How does that work? I, I don't, don't know. know. But but we did three years of that, so <laughs> well, everything can be virtual. It's no days. longer unprecedented to do it. Oh. A lot going on across the country. A lot of big news. President Trump had a town hall with Sean Hannity last night on Fox News. I have not watched it yet, admittedly. So why would we talk about something that we haven't seen? We'll talk about that on Friday. And what was said there, we actually won't get to it today, but there were major testimony periods in in Congress yesterday, both with the uh, women's sports issue and a potential change to Title IX that would include gender identity, which would basically end women's sports as we know it. We will get into that on Friday. people were transphobic and misogynistic. All of it true. And then, well, half true. And then we had some testimonies to a House Committee on Education about anti-Semitism on college campuses, to which a lot of big-wig college presidents said, well, I mean, it it could be anti-Semitic, but I would need more context. We'll get into all that another time, probably Friday, unless more news breaks. We start with what's happening in the White House. Here's the deal. See, here's the thing. Uh, President Biden is underwater on almost every issue. He is now a president that has overseen one military, I don't call it a defeat, but it's definitely a setback, the Afghanistan withdrawal. That is a military setback that appeared like a loss, mainly because the Taliban have literally just took back over. We lost 13 servicemen and women. Bad, 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 bad. So that's one. Um, The second one... I mean, for all intents and purposes, we're fighting a proxy war with Russia and have been since 2022. Now, again, I don't think that it was right at any I will quote Kamala Harris. Russia is a big country, and Ukraine is a smaller country. 
Russia invaded Ukraine, so, so that's, that's bad. bad. Uh, I don't think I don't think it was right that Russia invaded Ukraine. It's a sovereign nation. You don't do that, okay? Uh, the problem has become that we are sinking millions and millions and millions and now billions of dollars into this war, and no ground has been gained. And guess what's coming? Winter. And if we learned anything from Napoleon and Hitler, for that and matter. Hitler. Uh, Russian winters aren't fun. Thank good. And and I will throw in Ukrainian winters into that. I would say South Carolina winters aren't very fun either um, because it's 85 degrees one day and <laughs> negative the 12 the next. Yeah. It's never been Dealing negative, with, I, I, probably. No. Um, but like Christmas 25. last year was cold. Yeah, well, was like there was one day it was 17. There was one, no, in the, at night it got down like into the almost singles. Ooh. So there are some, there are some, significant hills to climb here but the white house has sent a dire warning that the u.s will soon be out of money for ukraine uh just a spoiler alert here the u.s is about to be out of money (laughs) okay we are our federal deficit is high when you factor in year upon year fulfillment of social security medicare medicaid it's even higher there are a couple of options we can inflate our own currency we can cut some things which i'm kind of in favor of i mean i'm never going to see that social security money anyway or or we just say you know what heck it all right those are some options but the biden administration say we're out of money for ukraine huh okay in a letter to congressional leadership on monday the office of management and budgets director shalonda young said that, quote, without congressional action, by the end of the year, we will run out of resources to procure more weapons and equipment for Ukraine and to provide equipment from U.S. military stock. There is no magical pot of funding available to meet this moment. We are out of money and nearly out of time. My response to that is, darn. Darn. I am not opposed to Ukraine securing victory against Vladimir Putin. The problem I have, Mitch, is that there has not been a defined goal or objective. It has been, well, we'll do whatever it takes, Well, as long as it takes. If, if there has been one defined goal or objective, it has been to secure the sovereign borders of the Ukraine. I find that wholly ironic because of the letter that now speaker johnson sent to the white house yesterday in regards to this matter in which he lays out um a, a lot of uh, and, and and you've got the i've got the letter from in front yes. of me from director young uh, uh or to director young um he lays out four clear reasons why um they want to withhold funding until the border the southern border is secured the first reason is record illegal immigration. They cite statistics um, on this uh, and, and and replete with footnotes. Uh, <laughs> I do find that great. Uh, you can tell he's uh, an attorney. Yes. Um, number two, straining community resources. In other words, there is no city or town or community that is off limits in regard to 
um, the immigration crisis. Um, it's been said that all towns are now border towns. So that's number two. Number three, the influx of illicit drugs and the risk to public health. Of course, we know that a record number of people have died as a result of fentanyl overdoses here in the United States. And he says the policies of the White House and Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas have defied federal law and opened the border and consequently ceded operational control to the Mexican cartels. He continues on that they are empowering them and enriching drug smugglers and human traffickers at the expense of and at risk to the public health. And then the fourth, he's not a Baptist preacher, he's got a fourth point here, that is the danger of exploitation, which is something that we've talked about continually, not just in regard to uh, sex trafficking, human trafficking, but also the exploitation of, of labor um, and, and, and the regard to that. So once the people who have arrived here illegally, undocumented, sure. uh, they need to work. They don't come with bags of cash unless, of course, they were handed those on the buses yes. um, when they when they got on those at the southern border and were driven to Middle America, Middle Earth, whatever you want to call it. Um, so they have to work. They don't have the proper documentation to work legally, and so they have to work illegally. Yes, that opens them up to massive amounts of exploitation. Um, and he even quotes here, uh, he gets into some of the sex, sexual exploitation, uh, and, it, and it's pretty graphic. I, I'd encourage you to go and look at that from Speaker Mike Johnson. So what we have here, and I, I want to go back to the what CNN piece. Hey, a U.S. official said, a U.S. defense official said, quote, we can't give someone our used car if we don't have the money to buy a new one. All right. Here's here's the thing. We are we have a war in Europe for the first time since World War II. We have a war in the Middle East, and we are teetering on the brink of war in the Far East with uh, China and Taiwan. Now, again, I I try to be as pragmatic as possible. Shocking to you, I try not to be outlandish. I try not to be brash. I try not to jump to hyperbolic conclusions. We've got to stop spending money on other things. We probably have some issues here that we need to take care of, as the speaker so eloquently put in his letter. Now, I am not totally isolationist. I bl- there is there is a need, right? There is sure. a need to protect American interests abroad. Obviously, the beacon of democracy in the Middle East is one of those. Sure, a strong, a strong, secure, protected, flourishing Israel. We saw. Brokering deals with Saudi Arabia weakens Iranian influence in the Middle East. That's why our Iran used Hamas and Hezbollah and the Houthis to attack mm-hmm. Israel. We which, get it. Which has not been covered. Uh, the the Houthis and the attacking attack our warships in the Red Sea has been talked about. Have you heard? No, because the White House and the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, would rather tell you that any person who doesn't vote for more Ukraine money a church mouse has been wants Putin to win. Yeah. And that's just not true. Yeah. That's, that's just, I'm sorry. We're, we're drawing lines that don't need to be drawn here. The president is in a very, very sticky situation. He's losing support at home against, from his radical base on the Israel issue. 
They say he's too Israel. I don't think he's Israel pro-Israel enough in the battle. He's losing support on the Ukraine issue because more and more Americans are like, they're starting to weaken on that. They're starting to kind of soften on Ukrainian support. They might still support Ukraine and want them to beat Russia. That's fine. But many people hold the hold the conclusion and the idea that, hey, maybe that shouldn't be top of mind for us right now. There, so he is battling on a couple different fronts, and he's losing on all of them. So all of them. So to go back to the the economic issue at hand, because it's not just an ideological issue. It's not just a. Uh, we uh, have no money. We. This would be like, and it's the Christmas season, so <laughs> this is is pretty pretty accurate um, illustration. Um, there's a family down the street from you, and uh, you know, dad just lost his job. Mom just lost her job. They got three kids. It's Christmas, and they're not going to have a ham. They're not going to have deviled eggs. They're not going to have pajamas uh, and 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 apples and oranges in the stockings. I'm taking you back to the burl and I. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're not going to have a bike, and so you feel bad about that, mm-hmm. and you send them a. Uh, you pick the store gift card, or sure. you find out what their children's sizes are and buy them pajamas, or you take the laundry basket full of food over to their house. That's cool. That's great. I love the charity there. However, if your kids don't have what they need, and and that's that's part of this. There's a difference between wants and needs. And the adjustment of expectation to need instead of want. Now, the where this breaks down is you, the family down the street is not at war. They have not been uh, provocatively attacked by another family across the street. Sure. Um, so that's where the illustration breaks down. This sounds ridiculous. I know. It is better to help you and your family before you help others. And if you don't believe me, just fly anywhere today. Mm-hmm. During the pre-flight safety speech, what do they say? Put your mask on, your oxygen mask on, before you help others. Now, I'll say this. Compulsory charity is not charity. Agreed. Now, this is ancillary to the argument. I understand. But anytime someone is forced to give charitably, that isn't charity. Mm-hmm. That isn't, I'll say it like Joe Biden, it's not charity. That is forced giving yep. in the guise of charity. It's disguised. So your tax money going to you know bless another country, that's forced charity. It's not true giving. Really quick, uh, you mentioned the economics. I'm looking at the U.S. debt clock Oof. right now. Oof. If you don't, if you want to be just absolutely appalled, Oof. the numbers move at the speed of sound. Our current national debt is thirty-three trillion eight hundred ninety-two billion nine hundred eighty-seven million, and we just hit nine hundred eighty-eight million. In the time you said that, our entire budget at Palmetto Family has rolled up like eight times. It's insane. <laughs> To watch the the numbers go. Charitable donations and, are going up, by the way, and charitable per, donations per adult sit at two thousand one hundred thirty-two. Um, really quick, if I go back to not something crazy, let's just go back to twenty twenty. Our national debt was twenty-seven trillion dollars. Our national debt in three years has increased 
by nearly six, almost $7 trillion in three years. The point I'm making here is that we're not going to solve our national debt crisis as it sits. By the way, the budget deficit is $1.8 trillion. The federal spending sits about $6.3 trillion. Something appears to be off there. <laughs> oh, what is going on? If every... So, so here's what's interesting. The, the national debt per taxpayer, this number will hurt your, hurt your heart and brain, right? All of us... Some of you might be debt-free, and that's great. Others of you might have a mountain of debt, and we're praying for you. And some of you have moderate debt. <laughs> You're handling it. If every taxpayer had to take a chunk of the national debt, you would owe $259,949. Many of you bought your house for less than that. Per citizen. So your little one-year-old, two-year-old. They owe. $100,851. So... As this money, here's the problem. We see money now. Uh, money is certainly fungible, and I don't think that's ever. I don't think that's ever been argued. Money is fungible. The problem is people and our leaders right now act as if the money is just an ethereal concept. One day, one day, you will have to literally account for the money. At some point. At somebody's some going to come to collect. Somebody's coming to collect. Who is it? Why are they collecting? That's to be determined. I'm looking at but the, at some point you're going to have to pay the piper. I'm looking at the fiscal data a portion of the national uh, the, the treasury department. Did you know like like so skyrocketed. The national debt skyrocketed in 1941 mm -hmm. from um yep. let me get to these numbers from one um a, around Right one one trillion, and so in forty three, our two trillion two point four, and by the height of at the end of World War Two, which would have been which would have coincided with the end of the Great Depression, four trillion. It goes down after that. Do you know why? Because we had people that believed in paying debts off. That and the reason why it skyrockets is because we're in a time of war, having to yeah, finance sure. the war, and and radical social programs sure. by FDR. It stays at around three trillion dollars. Get long, this, a plateau, a Take plateau until for the fifties, nineteen eighty two. And then in 1982, it goes to 3.59. I'm going to take you to 1985. It goes to 5.93 trillion. So it's almost doubled. And then in two, I'm, I'm going to take you to 2000 in 2000. It is 10 trillion dollars so in the course of 50 years we increased our debt by eight trillion dollars now of course trillion. we know what happens in 2001 national uh, actually it went down to 10 10.02 trillion the war on terror after the 9-11 attacks in 2003 our debt is 11 trillion 2005 12 increased by 20 trillion dollars in, in 2010 years. 19 trillion in 2015 23 trillion 23 was, and a half trillion who was president then eh. and it skyrockets again like a hot president then unbelievable hockey stick of change 2019 27 trillion we're talking numbers here some of you are bored out of your minds current level reached in 20 uh, as of 2023 
$33.17 trillion. So in the span... Of just less than 100 years. Oh, no, I'm going back to 2000. Yeah, 20 years. 23 years. 23 years. 10.05 10. 10. increased a trillion a year. It's a trillion a year. You, you, there aren't a trillion seconds in any one of our lifetimes, in any of our... I, I got to do the math. Carry yeah, you on. You do the math. So the so here's the thing, and this is not an attack on the current president. This is not an attack on a specific party because I'm telling you that the previous president is just as responsible for the national debt explosion as the one before him and as the one sure. before him and as the one before him. That's because no one thinks of money as a legitimate thing anymore. It's a it's a, a, a concept that we just can't Like a really, flat circle. How long now, is a trillion seconds? Here we go. Now, President Biden was speaking. He was speaking at a private fundraiser in Hollywood. Now, again, I go to the office quote. It wasn't a fundraiser. It was a fundraiser. I think that was made very clear in the flyer. President Biden, according to CNN, told Democratic donors on Tuesday he wasn't confident he'd be seeking another term if his predecessor wasn't himself running for the White House. Quote, if Trump wasn't running, I'm not sure I'd be running. I, it, that's not a glowing endorsement of your own campaign, sir. What what he's saying is we can't let Donald Trump win. I'm the only one who can beat Donald Trump. Comms can't do it. Gav can't do it. Uh, I Pritzker can't do it. I can't name another high-profile Democrat that has a shot. None of them can do it. Only I can do it. But guess what, y'all? Here's what's interesting. What if, what if Donald Trump isn't the nominee? I think he is, but what if he isn't? Based on this statement, what if Ron DeSantis is the nominee, or what if Nikki Haley's the nominee? I don't think she's going to be after what she said yesterday about transgender surgeries for twelve-year-olds. But that's another point. She said Yikes. the law shouldn't be involved in that. Interesting. Um, what if they are the nominee? Then Donald Trump wouldn't be running for the White House anymore. Well, I guess he would launch a fourth-party candidacy because we already have a third-party candidate, Bobby Kennedy Jr. So if he's not the nominee, do you not run? And what does this say about the Democratic Party? That your best chance to beat the objectively spry 77-year-old. Donald Trump is a very is, is a very alive 77. Joe Biden is a very dead 81. They, just point-blank, period. What does it say about your your party that your best chance to beat the predecessor is the 81-year-old guy who's basically doing weekend at Bernie's for the last like 4 years? What does that say about what well, what does that say about the country? First, that we have no we have no bona fide leadership. I will say that the Gavin Newsom Ron DeSantis debate felt like a debate from the 70s and 80s. Yeah, it, was, it, it 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 felt like an old school. I have my ideas. You have your ideas. Let's debate them. Well, and and that's that goes that goes back to something that is is important. What the debate tonight? There, did you know there's a debate tonight? A Republican? There are only tonight. four people on the stage. Uh, yeah. Chris Christie got in. He squeak. <clears throat> he got in. Squeak is not. Something Chris Christie ever. I say he's gonna squeeze in. Uh, well, no, not that either. Had to butter. Love you, love you, Chris. He likes Uh, butter. I'm I'm sorry, Governor Christie. Um, (laughs) 
it's a it's a spectacle when you have yeah. all these people on stage. Sure. You were watching the clips of the twenty is it fifteen or sixteen debate? Fifteen into sixteen with yeah. uh, Donald Trump. Chris Christie was also on that stage with with uh, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, Little Hands Marco, Low Energy Jeb, Low Energy Jeb. My brother kept us safe. I, okay, cool. Um, who else? I mean, uh, Carly Fiorina at yeah, one well, point. John Kasich. John How dare Kasich. you forget John Kasich? Uh, uh, ben Ben we, Carson. We all forgot him. I'm sorry. They Doc, forgot to announce Ben Carson. Doctor. Yeah. He's like, guys. Ben Carson um, forgot Dr. to go Car- out when they announced Dr. him. Dr. Carson. Um, not, yeah. When you have a one-on-one head-to-head debate, I go to that town hall between Clinton and Bush all those years ago. You know, of course, Bush is, you know, detached, checking his watch. He lost the presidency Uh, that day. Yeah. Uh, Clinton wades into the crowd. He never said, I feel your pain. But he, you know, he, he, you know, he, he bites his lip and he looks onward into the the face of that little girl. She asked that question. It's amazing uh, how debates have changed since then, isn't it? Yeah. Do you remember a single Bush-Gore debate? Do you remember a single Bush-Kerry debate? No, but you do remember Obama-McCain. You do remember Obama yeah. Romney, where I'm he a says, nerd. "I remember some of those Bush Bush Gore debates." But then, but then debates changed in 2016. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Be, I, well, because we had the bull in the china shot running. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the Cheney Wrong. Edwards debate, which was so interesting because both of them, Edwards was you know the senator from John? North Carolina and the former you know I, I mean Dick Cheney and Dick Cheney. Laps the dude. Hurl, I mean, just hurl, hurl. you know, uh, and all of his penguin. better to lap him than shoot him. Anyway, um, by the way, I did the math. I, 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 I think, I think it would take every American, assuming there are three hundred thirty million Americans, it would average. take every American three years working a dollar every second to pay off the national debt. A dollar every second, not every. But, minute. And again, where's that money come from? That's the problem. You know what I'm saying? It's just where does it come from? Uh, there's a tree. We are in a we are in a we are in a tenuous position. There, there's a, a tree at the treasury. We um, we are in a we are in a tenu- tenuous position morally and economically right now, and I don't think people oh, yeah. grasp it. So so to put the train back on the tracks as far as what we're talking about here, it's very interesting that you, you, if, if, there's this for those of you that don't play political chess or you know we don't do factor the calculus of all this it's very interesting that this statement was made by Joe Biden at this event you know i he's raising money for his election uh, well and it is it, it there he has a point he he ultimately right now for the democrats is their only hope I disagree. Uh, tell me, okay, earlier while I was doing math, you said you couldn't name another high-profile Democrat. I, in, in, in there, Who I think it? Gavin Newsom is the guy. Uh, I think Gavin Newsom is the golden cow. Now, whether he wins or not is immaterial. You need to have somebody on the stage. What's, what's going to happen? Who's who have, been, who have been the most recent Democratic candidates for president that inspired confidence in the Democratic voters? Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren. What do all four of them have in common? They're almost as old as Methuselah. Yeah, there has not been a young Democrat take the stage that they have been behind outside of the guy from Chicago. That's it. That's it. Yeah. The 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 ju- the, the freshman senator from Illinois. That's yeah. as that's as far as they gotten. And before them, before them, who were the other two? You had John Kerry, who has the personality of a brick. Before him, it was Al Gore, who had the personality of a stale brick. And then before him, you had Bill Clinton, who. I mean, uh, couldn't keep his zipper up. Well, the, whoa, point, whoa, the problem, whoa. but he was a young, hip-ish kind of guy in the nineties. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Playing but the then, but then look before that, the peanut farmer from Georgia, 
And before that, it was JFK. Uh, okay. So let's my point is they don't. My point is they have to find somebody who inspires confidence yeah. that's not over the age of sixty. Gavin Newsom could be that guy, but he—I mean, what's he going to do? I'm uh, the, not applauding the, Gavin Newsom. The by first the way, day in terrible. office is you know is uh, the debate. The, the debate performance the other night. It, it, it time is starting to shed light on the reality that he's not equipped to handle opposition. He's not equipped to handle no, the pressure of a job like the White House. But he's a, but he's a progressive champion. He's a progressive type. I, I get it. And so he, he can has a be good the working relationship with he Xi. can be the further catalyst for change. Oh yeah, he's going to have to have a, a good re- working relationship with yeah. Xi Jinping when, you know, they, they ultimately they like run meet, the world. Uh well, they meet on the border of uh <laughs> US and Chinese territory. California. Uh-huh. The point. Um, yeah, I know. I, I know. I agree with you, and I'm not saying that Gavin Newsom is a good guy. No, I'm no, just saying he's I the get best. It. He's he's he he's their Obi Wan. He he's their only hope. Joe Biden's their Yoda. Without the wisdom. Yeah, and, and there are other people. Star Wars references. In the, there Christmas are other movie. people waiting in the wings for the progressives. For the Pritzker. Ultimate pro. Uh, AOC? AOC. I'm going to put her in that mix. I don't, AOC's not going to run for president. No, but she could run for governor of New York. She could run for... <laughs> uh, hey, why not? Why Andrew, not? Andrew Cuomo. Sorry, Jason. Andrew uh, Cuomo is prepping to possibly run for Senate. Sure. Like re- Senate representative from New York or or run for New York City mayor. So you've got all these people that have a, a path. A, how Andrew Cuomo jettison. was the... Uh, the uh, mm-hmm, yeah. parent? Oh, yeah. Jamie Harrison, the chairman of the DNC. There, there's a name we haven't heard in some time. <laughs> I haven't heard from him since he lost by 20 points after spending $200 million. Quote, this is on ABC, I think the respect for America has come back on the foreign stage. Huh? I'm sorry, First sir. First of all, are I don't a, understand are, his... Are, are you awake? I don't understand his sentence. It's not well-crafted. I think the respect for America has come back on the foreign stage Watch because you. we have somebody with the wisdom and experience and the relationships of Joe Biden. You mean the guy who collects checks from foreign governments? What do you... There's a war in Europe. There's a war in the Middle East. We have invasions on the southern border. We're not respected anywhere. I'm, and when he doesn't go, his emissary is a woman whose speechwriter is a five-year-old. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there, and I believe the word respect carries with it several connotations, and, and you're not – some of you may completely disagree with one of these. One of those connotations is a healthy amount of fear. Respect. Reverence, respect, yeah. fear. Like the crazy guy. You didn't know whether he was going to shake your hand or push the button. Uh, and I'm not saying, you know, like a lot of people, John McCain, that guy on day one, like, we don't know what he's going to do. John McCain was certainly very well thought out, very well mannered. The previous president, there was a certain level of fear that came, ooh, they're all, they're all making fun of him. Yeah, because they're, they're, uh, they're not quite sure what he's going to do next. Well, well, people, the argument is that Donald Trump would start World War III. He didn't. No. In fact, World War III, it's possible because you don't know when you're in it until you've come out of it. It's possible that we're in the middle of World War III right now. Well, there's two wars happening already. That would be two fronts. We only had two theaters during the 40s. My argument would be that we are possibly in that at this point. We're also battling a Cold War here at home. And, and what is the impetus for, or what is the catalyst for us to enter both World War One and World War Two? Attack on soil. Well, World War One, not so much, but World War One, the sinking of the Lusitania. Lusitania and Paging Zimmerman. <clears throat> Paging Zimmerman. <clears throat> it's the threat of the attack. Sure. Sure. Oh, by the way, Mexico, we're going to help you. We're going to give you all that territory back. But 
I mean, we were probably close to entering World War II anyway before Pearl Harbor. I think. Yeah, I think, we were I think, close. I think, his, I think we, history dictates. And, and quietly, we already had. I mean, we were supplying munitions. Uh, we to had Britain, we so. had pilots flying over occupied yeah. uh, Europe. <laughs> we could go for a long time on this because now I'm in my wheelhouse. The point I'm making is is that if the Biden administration seeks what they what they want, and that is a win in Ukraine, more unfettered funding for Ukraine. They're going to have to come to a, to the table. The Senate might pass this, and that's that that might happen. I don't know if it will or not. This Ukraine funding bill. The problem is, even if they do, it's going to have to go to the House, where the House has a slim majority uh, of Republican control. I don't think it passes in the House. Yeah, so, the, because they the, the razor just got a little bit finer with the expulsion of um, Santos. San, Santos. If that is his real name, <laughs> who knows? Is he a doctor, a lawyer? Is astronaut a, astronaut physicist playwright we don't know uh let's go to let's Apparently go to, he had a whole other speaking, speaking of the of the openly homosexual congressman he had an alter ego in south america <clears throat> speaking of drag queens in south america and a gay congressman let's go to target which are words i will not be saying this christmas season this from the washington examiner this is a little bit of a dated story but i think it's in Important and pertinent now. Gay Santas and LGBT themed nutcrackers are set to line the shelves at Target this Christmas season as the retail giant makes yet another foray into the world of pride merchandise. Eric Thompson, who markets himself as a quote, senior LGBTQIA segmentation strategist and pride lead, is Target's latest leader for multicultural merchandising. Multicultural? What the does that even mean? LGBT is not a culture. Sure it is. No, it's a religion. He announced his partnership with Target earlier this week. Cults are religions. That's fair. He announced his his partnership with Target earlier this year with an Instagram post, citing the backlash and drop in sales that the retailer endured as a result of the Pride Month merchandising that featured, obviously, we talked about it here, a tuck-friendly swimsuit. (laughs) His post... And by the way, he is known on IG. That's what the that's what the youths Instagram. call Instagram. I, we used to call it. They the got Graham. all kinds of nutcrackers here. A post shared by Eric Thompson. He goes by the name at Gay Cruella. Huh? Quote: Honored to get to start a new body of work and lead Target's LGBTQIA plus multicultural merchandising strategy and pride businesses for the company and the LGBTQIA plus and allied communities across the nation. Um. Time to whip out the glitter and hellfire, flamethrowers, and rip that old world to shred, darlings. And he says his new position with Target is an honor. Whether the multicultural merchandising lead will be successful is yet to be seen, but Target's 2023 Pride Month venture saw its stock plummet, and the company lost billions of dollars. Estimated losses due to boycotts related to Pride-themed merchandise are reportedly around $15 billion. Target said, we'll do it again. Here's the description of the uh, 14-inch Pride-themed Nutcracker figurine you can buy for $12 at Target. <laughs> bring your uplifting, bring your uplifting flair to your holiday decor with this Pride Nutcracker figurine from Wonder Shops. <laughs> this charming Nutcracker figurine with a light purple beard and hair wears a blue and white jacket. Sounds like the vice I'm president. A, I'm in a blue suit. With a golden, with a golden trim rainbow and rainbow lapels, black and blue dress pants, and a rainbow hat, and it also holds a pride flag, a newly accurate pride flag in hand, supported 
on a flat base and it continues on to tell um by the way in case you're wondering you can also get a cat nutcracker the traditional soldier nutcracker a penguin along with uh a female soldier um jack skellington um another cat there's all kinds of these a coke Here's what here's what I will say about the pride nutcracker. Uh, I will quote Alexander Pope: "All nature is but art unknown to thee." Um, you know, I, I just I'm reminded of the Christmas song uh, recorded and released by Andy Williams in 1963. Um, apparently, Target's new tagline is "It's the hap- happiest season of all" with those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings. Um, would, would you like the description for uh, the 10-inch Fabergé Pride Santa? Is it Fabergé or Fabulous? This is Fabergé. Interesting. C-H over the E. Ah, of course. Um, part of the Kurt Adler Fabergé collection, this mm-hmm. 10-inch Pride Santa. I, I feel like one of the ladies from a skit QVC. on Saturday Night Live. Oh, this is the NPR segment. Yes, um... This 10-inch Pride Santa is a, I can't do it anymore, is a fun and festive addition to any holiday decor. Santa Claus is featured in in a Pride, bad English, in a Pride Colors. He is wearing a white shirt that says toilet water is still water. I'm sorry, love is love. (laughs) See what I did there? Overalls, and he's also holding a Pride flag, which is grossly inaccurate because it's the old rainbow flag in his hand he's got a uh, heart-shaped belt buckle <sighs> pride rainbow suspenders um and what appears to be red sunglasses fascinating this is not your typical mall santa no it's not uh, and if that is but, the mall santa don't let your kids but, sit on that santa's lap when's the last time you went to a mall and saw santa or uh, went to I a was, mall period i was well I, I i do christmas shop at the mall really and there are some stores in there that i will frequent yeah. They got good stuff. I go to the mall that yeah. has everything from A to Z. Well, and also I can also hit the food court afterwards. <laughs> get some get some bourbon chicken and some oh, cabbage and potatoes. Oh, from the, oh. oh, oh, oh. Does 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 yeah. the um, American cheese steak place still in the mall? Yeah, the Philly oh, the Philly cheese steak place. place yeah, so they also have a um, a Mediterranean like you can get the mm. the wraps and stuff and the falafel and the shawarma. I'm a Chick Fil A guy. It, it. Overrated. What final story today? I'll just leave that there. Final story today. Uh, we've had a lot of pro-Hamas protests uh, calling for things like Intifada Revolution, Global Intifada, from the river to the sea. By the mm. way, ask somebody which river and which sea. It's it's a genocidal check chant. If they know. This is from Ashley Zavala from California. With some pro-Palestinian demonstrations planned, there will not be a public Christmas tree lighting ceremony at the California State Capitol this year. Governor Newsom is expected to do this virtually. Uh, what are they going to... Uh, hold on. Wait, just a question. Um, Pro-Palestinian in that they want Palestine to be its own state and Israel to be its own state. Follow the, follow the logic here as we wrap up the show okay. today. If the pro-Palestinian protests meant that I want a Palestinian state and an Israeli state. Okay. I disagree with that, but, you know, as long as they're nonviolent and mostly peaceful, we're fine. If that's the case, why would they have a problem with a Christmas tree? Wait. 
But since it's not that, and since pro-Palestinian protests literally mean the extermination of Jews, they want to kill the Jews. I'm not done yet. But then, again, I asked the question, why the Christmas tree? Jews don't celebrate Christmas. They celebrate Hanukkah. They got eight crazy nights. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Why would, why would the pro-Palestinian protests, even if they call for the extermination of Jews, the elimination and the death of all Jews, why would they not like the Christmas tree lighting? Ah. Perhaps. Perhaps it's because there was a Jewish guy roll with me, born like 2,000 years ago in the very area that they claim is Palestine. Now, again, we know that it wasn't. It was Israel until the Romans came in and messed it all up and called it Syria-Palestina. We know that. So it's not so much that it's just anti-Jew and that naturally if you're anti-Jew, you would be anti-Jesus. Is that correct? Maybe anti-Christ, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So it's that, which then leads to is Jesus isn't the recognized Messiah by Jews today. I think we all understand that. Basic, basic understanding of world religion would tell you that. Mm -hmm. But Jesus is the Messiah to whom? Those who believe in Christ, mm -hmm. who are then called little Christs, also Christians. known as Christians. So, so now... Perhaps this is an all an elaborate ruse. And so now we've gone from it's just a war, it's just a land dispute to, no, we hate Jews, we hate Jesus, we hate Christians, and so we hate any symbol of any of it. And I know some of you are saying Christmas trees are pagan. No Christmas tree. It's, We're taking down the Christmas trees and replacing it with giant pride nutcrackers. <laughs> there used to be a war on Christmas, and now we're saying it. We're saying it again. We're saying Merry Christmas. I never stopped saying Merry Christmas. All right. Uh, the point <laughs> is, the fact that we're now caving. We used to say we don't negotiate with terrorists. Now we're letting the terrorists... Ruin Christmas. How many people in California truly celebrate Christmas? I don't know. Millions. Millions. <laughs> Which then leads to this point. We're just going to let the terrorists shut down the Christmas celebrations. In the words of Rudy Giuliani after 9-11, we will not let the terrorists win. We are going to play this baseball game. We won't let the terrorists win. We're going to light the tree. That's what Gavin Newsom says. And we're going to light it on Facebook Live. <laughs> Quietly, like seriously, Secretly. Secretly. maybe maybe they got like a, like a little light. Switch maybe they're hiding just... the Christmas tree under a bushel. No, <laughs> we're gonna let it shine. On Friday, be sure to join us. We'll talk Trump's town hall with Sean Hannity. I'm sure there's some gold there. We'll talk about the women in sports movement and Title IX and what the Biden administration is trying to do there. We got a lot to cover on Friday. We didn't even get to today. And, of course, this is your reminder that we are 19 days away from the big day. You have 18 shopping days left. Just maybe not go to Target. For Mitch Prosser, I'm Justin Hall. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. If you want to learn more about Palmetto Family, hold that. You can go to palmettofamily.org. Click on uh, the form to enroll in our newsletter. That way you get notified of everything going on at Palmetto Family. Download the Palmetto Family Council app on your app store. There you can listen to every podcast that's been aired already. You Lots can follow us on Facebook and YouTube. You can watch them there. 
uh, as they're released. And then, of course, if you want to invest in the work that we're doing and we would appreciate your investment in our work, you can go to palmettofilmy.org slash invest. Until Friday, thank you so much for watching the Palmetto Family Matters show. God bless. Thank mm-hmm. you.